0: lived in Latvia as a diplomat between 1996 and 1999, a few years after Latvia regained independence from the crumbling Soviet Union. I returned to live in Latvia in 2022. This podcast series is based on my observations and experience, with some history and comparisons with my home country of England, On aspects of life in Latvia and things to see and experience. On Midsummer. Midsummer is the biggest annual celebration in Latvia, bigger than Christmas or Easter. As with many Latvian traditions, it is pagan in origin. It involves oak leaf garlands, a special cheese, plenty of beer, fire and singing, and witches. It is still a very popular festival in Latvia and among the Latvian diaspora in Europe, North and South America, and Australia. I'll tell you about the origins of this celebration. I'll share my experience of participating in Jani both in 1990s Latvia and the present day. An Englishman's Guide on How to Enjoy Yarni. Jani is an annual Latvian festival to celebrate the summer solstice. It consists of two days, both public holidays. Ligua on 23rd of June and Jani on 24th of June. It is mostly known as Jani now, but I'm sure it was more familiar to call it Ligua in 1990s Latvia. To add a further complication, the summer solstice is astronomically a few days earlier, on 21st or 22nd of June. To find out why, we need to delve into history. A celebration of John the Baptist during the summer solstice was traditionally held in many European countries. Janis is Latvian for John. Latvia's elite were Baltic Germans, and the Catholic Church had great power in what is now the Baltic States. In 1584, a Livonian writer, Balthazar Ruzov, wrote in his Chronicle of Livonia that "...all over the grand land, by fire of Yarni, happened a great joyous dancing, singing and jumping." At that time, Riga's marine workers, sailors to fishermen, and their families would sail on the summer solstice to pa Daugava, the west bank of the Daugava River, on the opposite side to old Riga, or to the islands in the river. There they had a party until dawn. In 1759, a rich Latvian entrepreneur, Johann Steinhauer, he Germanized his birth name of Janis Akmenkalis, bought a mill called Muja. There he started Jalu Diena Green Day, although actually a celebration of herbs. At the time of Jani, this annual celebration later moved to Hermanlinia Manor on the right bank of the Daugava. Around 1790, festive fireworks on the Daugava were introduced to the celebration. The Latvian weekly newspaper Tat Latviesu Laužu Draugs wrote the following article about Jani in 1832. These two days of Jani for us city dwellers are annual real fun days. On the first day's eve, a large flower market opens on the edge of the Daugava. Then farmers, who were living in the vicinity, brought flowers, reefs and various herbs. Gardeners brought back their nicest and most expensive goods. And the townsfolk came and bought either wreaths for children's joy or flowers for whichever loved one as a gift or falls or mint or other such herbs that help against various diseases. Others come, wanting to see a large crowd, play gambling, and walk until it becomes dark. After the establishment of the Latvian Republic in 1918, the celebration of Zalu diena became a popular holiday. It was proposed that the 22nd, 23rd and 24th of June should be recognised as national holidays. 22nd of June, celebrating Heroes' Day to remember the victory in the Battle of Cersis, the Latvian War of Independence. Jalu on 23rd of June and Yani Day on 24th of June. The day before Yani is properly known as Ligua Svetki, or simply Ligua. The name Ligua Svetki was first used in 1900 in the Yani song collection by the Latvian composer Emilis Mengailis. He later explained in 1928 in the newspaper Janakaus ja, Jaun Akas Zienas by issuing my first collection, which included only Yani songs, I, Mengailis, on a new day, 1900, invented a new word, Ligua Svecki, which for some time suppressed the real ancient word, Yana Diena, Yana Nakti. Silliness has often landed a place of honour, at least for a short time sounds to me like a regret at complicating matters in the complicated history of the celebration of Jani, and perhaps goes some way to explain why I knew the celebration as Ligua when I lived in Latvia in the late 1990s. There is a movement towards celebrating the solstice date, The Ethnographic Museum in Riga and many people in Latgala celebrate the pagan festival summer solstice on the night of the 21st of June. But when I asked a Latgalin to talk about this on the podcast, he refused. Too sensitive an issue when the majority population celebrate 23rd and 24th of June. I think that two days of public holiday plus the opportunity to have a great party means the date will remain 23rd and 24th of June in the Latvian calendar. That's the history of the celebration. How do people celebrate it nowadays? On 23rd of June, people travel from the city to the countryside to gather, eat, drink, sing and celebrate the solstice by observing the ancient folk traditions of renewal and fertility. Many people dress their cars in oak leaves and other greenery it is a sight to observe, from beat-up old ladders to shiny new Mercedes, all with greenery attached. There are, unfortunately, many car accidents over the two-day celebration, possibly because people can't see clearly when driving because of all the adornments to the vehicle, and probably because of alcohol. Collected and used for decoration therapeutic and symbolic purposes, plant material is very important to the celebration of Yani. Most herbaceous plants are used, but people typically collect gallium, commonly known as bedstraw, melampyrum, commonly known as cow wheat, lathyrus, commonly known as vetchling, and clover. Plant material is used to decorate rooms and outdoor areas of the home and is woven into reefs. Specific tree species are used as sources of material for decoration. Branches of birch and oak are commonly used, as are rowan and linden, but not aspen and alder as they are considered evil. Plant material is tied to gates, doors, as we have already described, to cars. There is much tradition behind decorating with plant material. In 1627, the Latvian historian and pastor Paul Einhorn wrote. Yani Day is given the power and sanctity of the herbs and its daily gathering and has great and excellent properties against fires, peoples and livestock's evil plagues and diseases. Thorns, thistles and nettles are hung to repel evil spirits and witches. On Jalu Day, herbs were used to make tea, which are given to sick people and livestock. On Yanni Day, Rowan twigs were tied together, dried and used for a child's fumigation to treat sickness, anxiety or where an evil eye afflicted a child. Let's look at some of the other traditions at Yani. Reef making. Circular reefs made of flowers, grasses and oak leaves are woven and worn on the head. Different types of plants are used to make reefs for males and females. Women and girls wear reefs made from flowers, grasses and herbs. Reefs braided with 27 flowers and herbs are believed to prevent disasters and diseases and repel enemies. Men and boys wear reefs made of oak leaves, symbolising the physical strength of the oak tree. Oak reefs are also thought to promise the blessing of horses and bees. Together with yani cheese and fires, which we will discuss in a minute, Reefs symbolise the sun. They are magnificent to see. I think of Roman emperors when I see a man wearing this garland of woven oak branches on his head. Women wearing flower and herb garlands look terribly pretty. Fire. During Yarni, huge bonfires are lit and burned from sunset until the next morning. This practice reflects the belief that light from the fires will transmit to the next solar year. It is believed that fires should be burned at a high point in the landscape from which the light of the fire bestows power and fertility on the fields and people on which it shines. Leaping over the Yani fire is said to bring good luck and health during the coming year. My advice from experience, wait until the fire has died down a bit before jumping over it. You are less likely to have an accident, and anyway, you must stay awake until dawn. Otherwise, you will be sleepy for the rest of the year, goes the superstition. Singing. Singing ligua or yani songs is associated with promoting fertility. Acquiring good fortune and preventing calamity. Historically, the singing of Ligua songs began two weeks before Yani, reached its highest point on Yani Eve, and lasted until the 15th of August. After that, the singing of Ligua songs ceased until the next year. Singing Ligua songs on Yani night begins after dinner and continues throughout the night until the rising of the sun, with families often going from house to house in their neighbourhood. I've done that, and it's a lovely experience. People are in a good mood and very hospitable. Luckily for this Englishman, the songs are so easy to sing. Just repeat, Líguá, ya Líguá, endlessly to the tune of the song. And on Yani, people drink beer, lots of it, and eat cheese to a special recipe, believing that it will promote barley growth and milk production in the summer. Both sound and taste good to me. Singing visitors from neighbouring houses are treated with cheese and beer. Witches. There is a belief that on Yani morning... Milk witches are running on the dew and shouting, Everything for me! Everything for me! If anyone heard it, they must respond with, I butchered half of them. Then there will be no shortage of milk. Witches are believed to disguise themselves as normal women by dressing in white robes and letting their hair loose. Once disguised, it is believed that they would cast spells or curses on the fields and livestock, of their enemies. Fern Flowers It was believed that whoever found a fern flower would gain wealth and happiness, learn the secrets of the past and see into the future. Whoever acquires the fern flower will be happy because it can make everything they want to come true. Evil spirits hinder the flower and only a brave person can get it. It also has another meaning for couples. Finding the fern flower deep in the undergrowth is an invitation for, well, I think you get my drift... Jani cheese, in Latvian, Janu sīers," is a Latvian sour milk cheese traditionally eaten on Jani. Nowadays, this cheese has become an important symbol of Latvian culture. The basic ingredients of the dish are curd, produced from both soured milk and fresh milk. Traditionally, caraway seeds, salt and eggs are added during cooking, as well as butter or cream if one wishes to increase the fat content. The cheese is made by heating whole milk, adding curd and then cooking the mixture until the fluffy curds separate from the clear whey. The whey is discarded when the cheese mass reaches a temperature of 72 to 77 degrees centigrade. The curds are placed in a skillet or cooking pan and a mixture of egg, butter, salt and caraway seeds is stirred into it. Once a solid and firm ball has formed, the cheese is placed in a muslin cloth to drain. The cheese is prepared a few days before eating and can ripen in a cool place before consumption. In 2015, Jani Cheese was included in the EU Traditional Speciality Guaranteed TSG register under the name Yanu Sears. Currently, only five manufacturers, Valmiras Pienz, Rancas Pienz, Las Donas Pien Straupa and Dundaga, fulfil the TSG criteria and can label their product as yanu however many people prepare yani cheese at home a Latvian Midsummer celebration is a great thing to experience, full of history and traditions and, well, just super fun. The problem of whether to call it Ligua or Jani is still a live issue for many Latvians. So as a former diplomat, I will take a diplomatic route by wishing you all Saulainus Līgos vētkus. Um janus have a sunny lego because it often rains and a happy yani day